the crew all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue. Here is your host, Dominic Catronio. Winner, winner, chicken dinner on a 10-game road trip. The Brewers win all three series. They could have swept the Pirates, but they didn't. It's all good. Won the series. You stack these up, you feel good. I'm Dom Catronio. Thanks for joining us. We'll have Craig Kishan with us as well this afternoon. Got an hour-long program coming with you until 4.45 tonight as uh, the Brewers are coming back home hot. They've won four of their last five series. They're playing good ball. They're getting the offense going. And Colin Ray continues to be an amazing story out of this rotation. He gets an out in the seventh inning for the second consecutive start, the first time he's ever done that in his Major League Baseball career. Incredible stuff again from him. The offense was just enough. William Contreras hit a ball that still hasn't come down to give them the lead, and they never looked back from there. And and the defense, man, the defense. There are plays in this game that, like, you, they're never going to make SportsCenter top ten plays, right? But there are plays that if you played ball or if you've watched enough ball, you know, holy cow, that is not an easy play to make. We're going to break down a few of those as well. We also want to hear from you. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620 if you want to join us here on the program tonight. This was a game the Brewers, I don't want to say they needed it, but they wanted to prove it to themselves, right? They should have won Friday. We all know that, but they didn't. So to have the performance they had yesterday was wacky, they almost but didn't really blow a 10-run lead. Uh, and then today, you knew you had Devin back. You knew you had that ninth inning covered if you needed it. And you knew you are going to have your leverage guys back, too, whether it was going to be Piams or Piguero. We saw Piguero today in the eighth inning. Uh, then we also saw Hobie Milner come in, only throw one pitch. He did his job as well. But having that comfort certainly felt a lot better and that the A bullpen was available. And on the other side of that, too, you saw this lineup today. No Christian Yelich with the lefty Rich Hill starting. We knew that Yelly was available off the bench, though, in case it worked out and just never really had his his name called on today. I, I think part of the reason, too, they didn't do that. Uh, we'll break on that with the, the Derek Shelton moves. I tweeted about this earlier. Then I had a, a second thought about it of why he uh, kept a couple of curious moves in there. But also didn't have Jesse Winker in the order with the lefty. Didn't have Raddy Telez in the order with the lefty. Owen Miller had a tough day, but everybody else had a pretty solid day at the plate getting the job done. Uh, Blake Perkins got a couple of walks today, scored a run. Brian Anderson, two knocks. Joey Weimer, one for four, just missed another opportunity, too, on another shot to deep center. Rymel Tapia dropping a sacrifice bunt. Let me know if that was on your bingo card as well. A fun day for the Brewers' offense as they win 6-3. to three. Uh, They were down 2 nothing, then took a 3-2 lead in a third on the Contreras bomb and never looked back from there. Some insurance in both the 8th and ninth innings, and it was never really a doubt from therein as the uh, Pirates kind of kicked the ball around a little bit as well. A couple of texts already here in the hopper, 855-616-1620. Once again, 855-616-1620. This one from Josh in Milwaukee. I'll admit that I question whether or not the Brewers could accomplish what they just did on this road trip. Important contributions from everyone made it a reality. What's your outlook on the two important division series this week? The Cubs for four, then the Reds for three, and then you're at the All-Star break. So you just started three of these 13 games in a row against divisional opponents. This is the Brewers' opportunity to take control of this division. This is where they can say, this is our division. It runs through Milwaukee. 
And the sooner you can make it a two-horse race, the better. Because I want to stop hesitating when we say the Cardinals are out of it, right? You know how you don't have that confidence yet to say, oh, they're out of it. Or the Cubs at under 500, they're still in this right now. And the Brewers can put them down into oblivion, winning three out of four this coming week to say, no, you are not in this race you should be selling at the deadline. And then when the Reds come to town to end the first half, and then you open the second half with them too, seven consecutive games head-to-head to say, you know what? We got this. This is our time to get things going at the end of the break to say, these next seven games, get the Cubs out of contention and send a message to the Reds saying, no, no, you're still little brother for now. Next year's on the horizon, but it's this year. And the Brewers have an opportunity these next two series to say, Go time. Go 5-2, and two, man. Uh, you don't even need to be 7-0. and oh. You don't need to be 6-1. and one. You go 5-2. and two, You win two series. You're going to be in first place. You're going to feel a whole lot better about yourself heading into the All-Star break. Brandon Woodruff's going to throw another bullpen tomorrow. Uh, it's a day game tomorrow and Tuesday, so real quick sleeps for him. You feel like you want to go to the yard again, right? You feel excited to get to the yard, and you're going to have juice in the ballpark all week long with the holiday, of course, tomorrow and Tuesday. Then night games against the Cubs, always entertaining. And then it's going to be rocking with the Reds in town. I mean, they're going to be great series to watch this coming weekend. I am thrilled to watch what's coming there. Another text from Mike in Colorado. Successful road trip. The Brewers seem to have some positive momentum going. The second stringers, air quotes there, Answer the call to arms and come through once more. Ray, Monasterio, Terang. I, I'm not putting him in second string. Weimer and Perkins, they're not second string either. Love Tapia's dagger, sacrifice bunt. Craig Council did a good job again. Just keep it rolling over the Cubs. Appreciate the text there, Mike. This one from Aaron in Illinois. They did it. 7-3 and three trip in the Three Rivers House of Horrors and Versa Lefties and No Yelly. Nice hustle by Terang there to get those two extra runs in the eighth. So important. Seems we're going to have a logjam here at starting pitching when Woodruff returns. Who's going to be the odd man out? Ray, Tehran, would they put Ray in the pen? Go crew, Aaron in Illinois. Uh, and the record, by the way, when they score four or more runs, I believe it's now 39-7, and seven, if I'm not mistaken. Still the best record in baseball when they score at least four runs, as they did again today. Uh, as for this, the question on starting pitching, who gets bumped out? We've already seen Adrian Hauser be bumped out of a rotation to be moved to the bullpen. I imagine that's going to happen when Woodruff returns. But the question is, do they stick with a six-man rotation? I don't know. How long is it going to last with Colin Ray and Julio Tehran? Do you let Tehran walk? Do you trade him? Do you do something wacky? I don't know. I wouldn't mind, personally, a six-man rotation, especially given the fact you're going to be trying to build Brandon Woodruff back up. Right, He's essentially in spring training. He's probably going to be limited in his first few starts. And then what could happen, too, is having guys still lengthened out, if you stick with the six-man rotation, this is assuming Adrian Hauser goes back to the, rota- goes back to the bullpen, that you would have uh, you know, opportunities for Hauser to be a long man. You have guys like Jason Alexander lengthened out right now down in AAA. He will be available at the drop of a hat. Justin Wilson is coming back pitching soon. Remember, he had Tommy John. He was a low-key signing for the Brewers this past offseason. He's left-handed, too. That's certainly helpful. But it gives you depth, and it gives you an opportunity if either, A, somebody goes down with an injury, or, B, somebody's not pitching to an effectiveness that, okay, we can just go back to five for a little bit if Brandon Woodruff is healthy and back to go. So I could see them sticking with a six-man rotation for a little while as long as they're healthy. 
Uh, but I, I can't see a situation as they're currently throwing with how well Tehran and Ray have been pitching to eliminate them from this rotation because they've given the Brewers a chance to win every single time they win or every single time they take them out. So it, it, the point is the Brewers have depth, and you can never have too much depth out of the starting rotation. And I love what we've seen from Colin Ray. And we're going to break down his start a little bit more in detail coming up with Craig Gashon as well. Want to hear more from you? 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. The Reds did win today, though, so they remain tied for first place in the NL Central. The Reds win 4-3. to San Diego, get this. San Diego is 5-18 and in one-run games this year. 5-18. and It's bonkers how bad they have been in one-run games. They might be open for business, too. We'll see what's going to happen with the, the Padres here coming up down at the end of the season. But the, the Reds continue to have good vibes. They're 45 and 39. The Brewers are 45 and 39. So things have been fun for the crew so far in this last week or so. And the Brewers, I mean, you look at the Central, and I got a text saying how bad the NL Central is. That's not breaking news. I'd say that AL Central is worse than the NL Central. But the point of the matter is, if you can make this a two-horse race. If you can make this between the Brewers and the Reds, sooner as opposed to later. I mean, I'd like it to be a one-horse race and just go out and make everybody look up at you. But that means other teams are going to start selling some of their assets, like the Cubs. The Cardinals are probably going to sell some assets. And then you're going to really see that record expand. I mean, if somebody wins 90 wins out of the Central, they're going to win the division. Uh, I don't anticipate multiple teams winning 90 games in this division. But... This week of 13 games in a row against your division, and if you're going to keep talking smack about your own division, you got to take care of business. And so far, this was a good start. Two out of three from the Pirates. Can you take three out of four from the Cubs? Can you take two out of three from the Reds? And two out of three from the Reds again coming out of the break. So this is a chance for the Brewers to up their record. And I know in the balanced schedule, you're facing your division less. It doesn't make those games less important. You still need to make sure you get the job done against the teams you're supposed to beat. So, so far now this season, including today against the Pirates, they're 5-1 and one against Pittsburgh. They're 3-1 and one against Cincinnati, so that's 8-2. and two, And they're 2-1 and one against the Cubs, that's 10-3. and three, Whereas St. Louis, they caught them at weird times, 3-3 three and three against St. Louis. That means they're 13-6 and six so far this season against their own division. That's getting the job done, and we'd like to see that continue to grow. That means you are the best team in your division if you are beating up on your division. I'm not saying they're a great team in the National League scope, but if a way to get into the postseason is winning your division, the easiest way to do that is beat the other teams in your division who you are still seeing more than any other team. So the Brewers have that opportunity to keep that rolling this week. Love what we've seen uh, so far in the early uh, portion of this stretch against the Central. Let's talk about Colin Ray coming up next. Craig Kishon's going to join us a little bit later once his television duties are over. This is Brewers Extra Innings. You're listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Welcome back, Brewers. Get the victory. 6-3. It's a winning road trip. Happy flight back home to Milwaukee in a quick 1 o'clock game tomorrow against the Chicago Cubs. I'm Dominic Catronio. Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank. 
With a local Milwaukee team, Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities. That's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association. Member FDIC. A couple more texts here as well. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. This one from Ricky in Honey Creek. Well, 7-3 road trip. Who would have thunk? This is a great series to win for the Brewers to keep them tied for the division lead. Hopefully hopefully Julio Tehran is good tomorrow against the Cubs. Colin Ray did excellent too. Straight pitching times. He has gone over uh, six innings. William Contreras had that dagger homer moonshot in the third inning, and Devin Williams has made only one mistake so far this year. Hopefully he can keep it up. Why can't the Brewers make an upgrade at first? I agree. I think they're looking on the uh, the front, on the trading block, looking to find a target for first base, trying to see what's going to happen with the crew with first base and Rowdy, a right-handed hitter over there. What if it's somebody internal like Keston Hira? Uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if something like that happens as well. So the Brewers are certainly actively talking to the market. In case you missed it, I talked to Matt Arnold yesterday as part of our State of the Brewers program on ESPN Milwaukee. And with myself and Alex Strofe of ESPN Madison, we sat down and just talked everything Brewers for two hours. And part of that program, we had Matt Arnold join us for about 10 minutes. And I asked him about what the trade deadline looks like with a month to go, what he's looking for and things of that nature. He says they're already aggressively hitting the phone lines. And he told in a Q&A with Adam McCalvey on OB.com earlier this week that he considers Corbin Burns and Willie Adamas untouchable. I love the sound of that. That sounds exciting. So the Brewers... That means if those guys are untouchable, that means they are going to go for it this deadline. I'm not saying they're going all in. I'm saying they're going to be looking to add as opposed to subtract. So let's see what happens. They've got about 30 days to go to figure out what's going to be added to this team before the trading deadline. Diving into some of the numbers as Colin Ray was once again fantastic. He has given the Brewers a chance to win. Every single time he has taken the mound this year. Six and two-thirds, five hits, just two runs, one walk, three strikeouts. The home run hit uh, by Nick Gonzalez. It was his second in his young big league career, but that was really the only mistake Colin Ray made. He's five and four. The ERA doesn't tell you everything because, remember, he's got a, a clunker in there that's still inflating his ERA this season. Again, a 4-4-0 ERA doesn't tell you the whole story because he's got that He's got four earned runs in a few outings, which isn't great, but a few of those were when he was on a pitch count, trying to keep him no past five innings. But he's also been a guy that the Brewers can suddenly, I mean, look at his last few starts since coming back from AAA. Houston, May 23rd, five and a third shutout. Then against San Francisco, he worked into the seventh, didn't record an out, allowed four runs. A few of those scored after he had exited the game. Five innings, just three runs allowed against the Reds. Then against Baltimore, five innings, no runs. Against the Twins, five innings, four runs. That was probably his worst start since coming back. Uh, five runs, four earned against the Diamondbacks working into the sixth. That also wasn't great, but then he got it back on track. Worked into the seventh against the Mets and works into the seventh today against the Pirates. This dude continues to be, in my opinion, the MVP of the pitching staff of the pitching staff because of his consistency. He's gone at least five innings every time since he's come back. And it's not a five and dive. He's been efficient. And today especially, he was efficient. He's not a guy that I, I would tell kids, hey, strikeouts are cool. Know what's cooler? 
going six, going seven, getting outs. That's all that matters these days. And some guys are more of a strikeout guy, and there's nothing wrong with that, too. If you've got it, flaunt it, man. But Colin Ray knows he's not one of those guys. He's one of those things that it's he knows what he is. He's a control pitcher. We saw a few more splitters today. We saw a few more uh, a few more well-located sinkers today, too. I just think Colin Ray understands there's no ego when he's on the mound. He's trying to get you out in as few pitches as possible. And he caught on to how the Pirates were swinging and attacking early. He made the adjustment, and all of a sudden, they didn't know how to, how to react to him. They were taking pitches, and they were taking strikes. He wasn't walking, guys. And the big moment in that game, when he was facing the third time through to get Kutch and to get Reynolds on ground outs, ho-hum, no big deal, it looked like he barely broke a sweat. Great stuff today from Colin Ray. I can't. I just. I, I think that we've taken it for granted that the Brewers are able to get these low value to the rest of baseball guys and fix them up, patch them up, and get them going. Sometimes you only notice when it doesn't work out, like we've seen, you know, on Friday with Matt Bush, or like we saw last season with Taylor Rogers. But think of all the projects the Brewers have cleaned up and fixed and made it work for them. I think of Brett Anderson. I think of Brad Boxberger. I think of Hobie Milner. Uh, I, I think of Elvis Piguero. I think of Yoel Piomps. I mean, the Brewers have a knack for this. They have something going on. They've got something cooking. Walker McKinvin, uh, Chris Hook, uh, Jim Henderson, all of the analysts. It, it's great stuff, man. You've got to recognize real, recognize real. Not every start needs to be this epic 13 strikeout, 7-plus inning, 2-hit game. This is just as valuable as that because he worked into the 7th, saved a lot of the bullpen, and a lot of the time that this road trip the Brewers have needed a lot of A bullpen, Colin Ray working into the 7th inning for second straight start, this is awesome, and it sets the stage for what should be a great second half for him. As we welcome in Craig Kishon, I can't say enough good things about Colin Ray, so how about you say some more good things about Colin Ray, Craig? Oh, I can't imagine that uh, you're out at this point, Dom. Um, come on now. No, he was <laughs> he was beyond good. I mean, my goodness gracious, you know, uh, just the fact that at times we will even utter the words, um, he's still pitching for a spot in the rotation. Well, he's he's in the rotation and he's only getting better and better and better. I mean, he's the law he's logged the third most innings out of uh, anybody in the rotation this year. He is in the rotation. He is doing a spectacular job, and he does bring a different perspective and style of pitching, in which you love. You don't want to have five of the same starters, I don't think, uh, going out there uh, in a rotation all the time. So he brings his own magic to the mix. He brings his own demeanor. Um, but this guy's a winner here right now, and Sometimes it comes later in certain players' careers, and it's coming a little later for him, and and that's okay because it's a, it's a two way street. It's great for him, and it's great for the ball club as well. He's been somebody. You said he's in the rotation, and before you jumped on, somebody had asked about what do you do when Woodruff comes back, who leaves, and I made the suggestion they might just stick with a six man rotation and put Hauser back into the bullpen because you'll be building Woodruff up, and unless performance changes between now and when Woodruff returns, I- I'm not taking Tehran and Ray out of this rotation. These guys have been consistent. These guys have earned their keep, have earned their spot in this rotation. What, what do you think about that? 
Well, I, I'm just a big believer, Dom, that, well, two things. Uh, I could definitely see him going with a six-man. We've talked about this. You know, this this franchise uh, kind of set the stage for that a few years ago. And, and so definitely I can see him sticking with that, especially if everybody's healthy and, more importantly, if everybody's performing. Um, but, but I'm also a big believer in, to me, that is, that is, uh, so far down the road, it doesn't even matter at this point because it's going to play itself out. I mean, we just don't know how, you know, a, a nagging injury, a serious injury, um, or someone's just, uh, utter failure to continue to perform. That'll dictate where we go because the further down the road we go, when, when Woody might be able to come back into the rotation is going to be uh, exponentially that much closer to playoff time anyway. So there's no, there's no um, big room for taking too many chances on, you know, victories or putting guys in a place or testing them out. So I, I really feel like this is just going to play itself out. And you're always much better to be in a situation, obviously, to have – too many of these guys than than not enough that's for sure if you don't have enough you are not going to make it don't make me go back to 2008 they didn't have enough starting pitching in the final month of the season the final six weeks not even close and they faltered badly once they did make the playoffs well i mean you talk about 2008 the whole reason we get the stuff of legends of cc sabathia pitching on short rest is because no one else was good enough to keep them in the race that's a great exactly and yeah. the fact the Brewers will not have that issue as things stand right now. When Woodruff comes back, I mean, let me just list off with you here, Craig. When Woodruff comes back healthy, and I'm, I'm speaking that into existence, right? We're keeping the positive energy, right? Absolutely. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, Wade Miley, Julio Tehran, Colin Ray, and now as far as guys that are available to make starts would be Adrian Hauser, Jason Alexander, Maybe Justin Wilson, maybe Robert Gasser, maybe Jason Junk. That's 11 guys right there that you have available to make starts or spot starts in the final two months of the season. Every single team in baseball would kill to have that this time of year. Absolutely. And and remember when this staff was assembled, this pitching staff was assembled during the offseason and during spring training uh, they opened up a lot of eyes when they started acquiring some of these guys. And it was like, well, how many guys do you need to start? Well, we need a bunch. And we've already seen that uh, with this club already. And they're going to need more before it's all over because it just, it's just going to come down to who is pitching well and who is healthy at the time. And, and you're going to need some of those guys. I hope you don't need them all, Dom. But but I would not be surprised at all. Some of those names that you rattled off are are going to make a start before it's over in some capacity to help this team out. It's going to be uh, an interesting ride. We got to talk a little offense coming up next. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. The Brewers dropped six runs. They scored at least four in all three games against the Pirates, and we know that's the magic number. More with Craig and more from you. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. This is Brewers Extra Innings. On deck, more Brewers Extra Innings. Selling a home is stressful, difficult, and costly. The repairs, the showings, the months it takes. But there's an easier way, and you have nothing to lose to try it out. Grandview Homes will buy your home today completely as is. Call or visit GrandviewHomes.com. 
Here's to soaking up surf culture on Wisconsin's fresh coast. Here's to beaches designed for people of all abilities. To sand between your toes and happiness in your heart. Here's to trading skylines for endless Wisconsin shorelines. And to ending each day with smiles all around. Here's to those who Wisconsin. Start your summer getaway at TravelWisconsin.com. Home title theft. It's on the rise and it's devastating if it happens to you. Listen to the alarming words of an actual home title thief. I don't need to know your date of birth and social security number. All I have to do is go to public records, create a document, and file that document. And then I can borrow against the house or sell the house. You may have no clue until you find out that your house has been sold or till several loans or several banks are foreclosing on you. For pennies a day, Home Title Lock puts a virtual barrier of protection around your home's title with 24-7 monitoring. The instant they detect any tampering, you'll get an alert. And that's bad news for home title thieves. So when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? Find out if you're already a victim with your free title scan and complete title report. $100 value free with sign up. Just go to HomeTitleLock.com and sign up in minutes. That's HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Brewers win 6-3. Fun one. Now they're getting home and getting ready for the 4th of July holiday. Quick programming note. We do not have post-game shows with them being day games tomorrow and Tuesday. So, apologies. But we will not have post-game shows for you here on WTMJ. We'll be back on Wednesday night after the game against the Cubs. He's Craig Kishan. I'm Dom Catronio. This is Brewers Extra Innings. A couple texts here uh, talking about the offense. This one from Mark and River West. The crew won. That's the main thing. Just two quick questions on the Bryce situation at the top of the eighth. Since he made it out due to misjudgment, why would the first base coach send him into a dead duck situation? Uh, was that an out or a hit? Well, I, I think we were agreeing there, Craig, that I think the game just kind of sped up on Bryce there. I think he was worried he missed first base. He thought he had to retouch first. Didn't realize nobody was on second. He didn't know where the ball was. And Quentin Berry was shouting, go, go, go. But it, the game speeds up on guys from time to time. But it's the beauty of putting the ball in play. Good things happen when you put the ball in play. And speed never has a bad day. His speed made that a play, and he got two key insurance runs across for the Brewers in that eighth inning. Yeah, you're 100% right. And, and I go back to something I just love uh, about what I'm starting to see a little more and more. And, and that's somehow just put the ball in play. And I, I just love old school balls in play. Let's see if you can get me out. And what a critical situation that was for the Brewers to pick up a couple of runs because the Pirates ended up getting one back in their half of the eighth inning. Now, imagine if that all doesn't happen. Uh, we've got ourselves uh, some kind of finish, let alone the one we already had. So uh, I love it. Put them in play. Make them get you out. And uh, we've seen a lot of veteran guys uh, do the same thing that uh, we saw Terrain do. Well, but he, was- he, he did his job all good. He, he did his job, and, but the rest of this offense, we got to talk about William Contreras, man. We were sitting and watching the game together in here, and I mean, you could tell off the swing, off the sound of the bat, on a 3-1 pitch, uh, we've seen it all year long, and not just anybody, not Rich Hill, even a veteran like him is immune to a long 10-pitch at bat earlier in the inning. He loses command, he starts falling behind, and 
William Contreras was ready to pounce, and he got a fastball, and he did not miss it out to the notch in left center 435 feet away. A missile, and something that we want to see more of and haven't seen as much as we wanted to, and that's that's like a three-run home run, man. Let, let's go. Uh, you know, your team's down 2 nothing. Huge spot right there. I don't know if Colin Ray needs um, – any boost to help him out in the middle of the game. But I would imagine something like that uh, certainly doesn't hurt a guy that's so uh, calm and, and uh, you know, very delivered in everything that he does. But uh, William Contreras, man, I'll tell you what, you watch this guy go around the bases, you watch him do his work behind the plate. I, I don't want to meet up with him in a dark alley. I, I'm thinking <laughs> that, you know, he – He's going to destroy anybody. He destroyed that baseball today. He destroyed Rich Hill's pitch today. And and really, it almost seemed like he said, we've had a good road trip. We're not going to end this like this, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I, I just love that attitude. I love the look on his face and the way he carries himself and his important position that he plays for this club as well. I'm going to give you a number of, you know, what do you think – so during this 10-game road trip, what? how do you think the Brewers did just off-feel with runners in scoring position on this 10-game road trip? They go 7-3. and three. Something had to go right. They didn't hit a lot of home runs. What went well with runners in scoring position? Do you think they did a good job, bad job, average job? How, how do you feel about their performance? Uh, well, I know it wasn't good at the beginning or even the, the front end of the Mets series, but they had still won games. Um, so I, I, I don't know what the number would be, Dom, but I don't think the number is going to be great. But I think the number definitely picked up as the trip went on into Pittsburgh, I, I'm guessing. Over the last 10 days, the Brewers are right in the middle of average for Major League Baseball. They hit 264 with runners in scoring position over the last 10 days with an 800 OPS, 40 runs driven in. Uh, they had a total of 23 hits. But here's the thing that excites me the most and what I want to see more of. And I know they struggled in that Mets series. You're right. They were like 1 for 19 coming from the back end of the Cleveland series into the Mets series. Uh, but the thing that jumps out to me is they gave themselves opportunities. They had 103 plate appearances with a runner in scoring position. Uh, I remember a couple weeks ago I said it on my show that the Brewers were dead last in baseball in total plate appearances with runners in scoring position. We're not asking them to hit 350 with runners in scoring position, but we know if you're giving themselves more chances to hit with runners in scoring position, we will see stretches where when they hit league average with runners in scoring position, oh, look at that. They're winning games. They don't need to rely on the home run. Granted, they got some miscues and they got some luck today and they hit a home run today, but the reason why they went 7 out of 10 in this trip is because they did get timely hitting, and it wasn't just a long ball. Yeah, I think it's a really good point you bring up. You, you can't be in a position with runners in scoring position if, you're not, if you don't have guys on base to do it at second and third, obviously. But, I mean, you know, you got you to gotta get there. You got to get there and then give the guys behind you further opportunities to, to keep things rolling along. And so – you're right. They have improved on that. Interesting number as well on this road trip and how it fits in. As you say, it's it's in the middle of the pack. It, it's average, you know, among the rest of the league. But think about it. I mean, even with that, they won seven of ten games on the road, where where it's tough to do. And 
every time you go out there with a lead, you're, you still got to shut down that home team for the final time in the bottom of the ninth inning somehow. Uh, and so they were able to accomplish all that. So it, it is an interesting team when it comes to offense. I, I looked at it again today, Don, when I was uh, checking out some numbers. And the only, the only team in the Central Division with a positive run differential are the Cubs. Everyone else is in the red right now, and the Brewers – you know, are still in the red after today's victory. So it's it's been kind of weird offensively for everybody in the division. And um, obviously we keep closer track on what the Brewers have done, but uh, hopefully they can pick that pace up the way they have been here. Well, I think they're in the red because of really because of two games, right? The 18-1 to loss to the Cardinals and the 15-1 to loss to the Giants, right? That's a 17 and a 14. That's 31 runs against you on the run differential in just two games. So I, I I understand why nerds like me care about run differential, but I think in the Brewers' case, it's a little bit skewed. They've been performing better than that run differential may suggest. Now, they, they've been great in one-run games. Some folks would suggest that's luck, but today wasn't a one-run game. They added insurance, and it was easy sailing with their A bullpen. So maybe there is something to it. we got to take a break. We're up against it. We're going to get to our difference-making moment coming up next. It's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Uh, in a 6-3 game, it was pretty tight for a while. We've got a few choices to pick from. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. More with Craig after this. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. It's time for a difference-making moment of the game and a 6-3 victory. It's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management, investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't actually need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. AnnexWealth.com. Craig, you have the floor today first. In a 6-3 game, what was your difference-making moment? Oh, I'm going to go early on this one. Uh, kind of a surprise uh, how things started out for Colin Ray. Dom, you know, in his last outing, six and a third uh, innings against the Mets, allowed three hits. They were all singles, really nothing, uh, you know, big at all. And then three of the first uh, six batters in this game reach on extra base hits, including the home run that uh, gave him the, the early 2 nothing lead. I just like how he responded after that, uh, immediately getting eight straight to kind of calm things down and then worked with the lead shortly thereafter that all of a sudden too. So that early after the home run by Gonzalez, just the way that he just bounced right back, there was nobody out in that inning either. And boom, one, two, three, finishing out, one, two, three, and a third and uh, cruised right along. So that that's going to be mine for today. I like it. I, I almost went with him having to get four outs in the fifth inning after the error by Brian Anderson, but I'm actually going to go a few innings earlier. Right? I'm going to go bottom of the third. The Brewers just took the lead, 3-2, to two, right, after the home run from Contreras. But now Ray is getting ready to see the top of the order for the second time, and you're looking for that. Big, important shutdown inning. And what does Jack Sawinski do on the first pitch? He grounds out to short. What does Brian Reynolds do? He strikes out looking on a beautiful sinker from Colin Ray. And then what does the dangerous Andrew McCutcheon do? He strikes out swinging on an elevated fastball. Those were the last two strikeouts that Ray would get in this game. He struck out all three of his batters in a window of four hitters. 
and then he just got the ball on the ground and got out of this game. I thought him getting the shutdown inning in the bottom of the third after the Brewers took the lead, even with a couple of strikeouts, too, as a guy that doesn't get strikeouts, sent a message to the Pirates that, no, no, I've made the adjustment after you guys swinging so much so early in this game. Now you're going to hit a bunch of ground balls, and that's exactly what happened, trusting his defense. I love it because he's he's so efficient. Um, and and today, I really think for the second straight start, he he's doing whatever he wants to do right now. I, I know you're agreeing with me on this one, Dom. And it's it's a, a pleasure to watch from a starting pitcher. And and this guy's gone into the seventh inning his last two starts. And for somebody that a lot of people don't know a lot about. Uh, he's turning himself into a, a pretty prominent and important pitcher on this roster. He's been really, really great. Also, I just want to give a quick hat tip to the defense. Uh, Willie Adamas made a great backhanded play that doesn't get a lot of love. Uh, I thought there was a couple plays in the outfield the Brewers made well. And all week long, I mean, we, we know this, but the numbers are really jarring. They're second in baseball in outs above average as a defense. They're third in baseball in defensive runs saved. They're fifth in baseball in ground balls to outs rate, meaning of the percentage of ground balls that are hit, how many of them are converted into outs. The Brewers convert 75% of all ground balls in play into outs, fifth best in baseball. We certainly saw that on display today. It's a little thing that... When you don't have a good defense, you worry about it. When you have a good defense, it's hard to make you know moments to give them praise. And I just wanted to make sure we gave them praise today. Yeah, no, good, good call on that. And they, they look, they have tremendous speed and they have tremendous arms, really all over the field. But really, up the middle is is where it counts the most, and they have it so well covered in, in their deep. And, and so it almost doesn't matter who's playing where sometimes uh, they're, they're covered. They're, they've been good and they remain so, so important. You know, you can tip your cap all you want to how great these pitchers have been, but uh, every single game it's because it, it's been really, really good defense behind them. It's been great stuff. Craig Kishon, appreciate you as always, my friend. And uh, let's have some fun this holiday week, shall we? The Cubbies coming to town. Let's take them, baby. Let's take them. Should be a fun week as well. Hope to see everybody at the ballpark. Craig Sean here on Brewers Extra Innings. Want to take a quick moment to thank Hupe and Abraham for their sponsorship of the program this year. For every double play the Brewers turn this season, Hupe and Abraham will donate $100 to Feeding America Eastern Wisconsin. And remember, if you're injured or in an accident, call Hupe and Abraham. Winner, it's free. Guaranteed. The winning team, Hupe and Abraham, H-U-P-Y. Com. Take a breather. Come back with more. We're going to hear from Craig Council in just a moment as well. This is Brewers Extra Innings. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers win. 7-3 trip. Seven-game homestand on the docket. I'm Dom Catronio. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. you got about mm, 15 minutes or so left in the program. Going with you until... 445 today. Another text from Mike in Colorado. His post-break pitching li- lineup, if there's no surprises. He's actually putting Freddie Peralta into the bullpen along with Adrian Hauser, as we expect. I wouldn't put Freddie in the bullpen. I would stick with the uh, six-man rotation personally uh, there, Mike. Uh, but keeping Milner, Wilson, Hauser, and Peralta as relievers. And Ashby, if he returns. Ashby wouldn't be here until September, best-case scenario, it sounds like. So I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon there, Mike. I want to talk about who Who's Hot, brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. 
trust in your family's comfort at home this summer with Cider. Don't wait till it's too late for your AC preventative maintenance. Schedule your appointment today at Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R.com. Cider, heating, plumbing, and electrical. That's families helping families since 1912. The bullpen, and specifically the A bullpen, continues to shine. I mean, today, two and a third innings pitched, just two hits, one run. It was earned against Elvis Piguero. Uh, just one bad pitch, really, from Elvis today. He earned his ninth hole of the year. Hobie Milner only needed one pitch to get out of the seventh inning. And then Devin Williams, a stress-free ninth, an air-bending changeup for a strikeout. I mean, he's been... Locked down, 17 saves. He deserves to be an all-star, and we will learn about the all-stars here momentarily. Uh, We will find out soon the all-star reserves for Major League Baseball as for what's going to happen uh, with Christian Yelich, what's going to happen with Devin Williams, if anybody else for the Brewers will make it. They are going to be announcing it on baseball tonight here uh, with Sunday Night Baseball, given the uh, Mets and the Giants are happening out in Queens tonight. While we wait on that word, let's uh, hear from the manager. Here's Craig Council after today's victory with all the pitching and all the moves and all the chaos happening with the pitching this week. A lot of guys helped out with that. Here's what Craig had to say. Just shows you that, um, you know, like I said, we, we've pitched we pitched well, and we've got a lot of players contributing to that. So it, it takes a, a lot of guys in your roster when you go through a trip like this. And, and we got a big effort from Colin today, um, getting you know six and two thirds from him and twenty outs. So that was that was a huge effort um, and very efficient and um, huge hit by William to to kind of get us get us going. And then we tacked down runs, um, you know, with a with a mistake and some good offense late. These two starts from Ray on the road trip, was it the aggression, the command against the Yeah, I think he was really efficient in both both starts. So that means he's throwing a lot of ton of strikes, um, you know, and he's throwing quality strikes early in the count that they're putting in play, generally. Uh, it's not big strikeout numbers, but it's quality strikes early in the count, and that leads to some early contact. Um, he's got a reputation for throwing strikes. Um, so we've seen aggressive teams against him, but you know, he's into the seventh inning on both starts, um, and that's that's huge. I mean, that, that's 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 really meaningful. What can, you, what can you say just about you know Colin today in general? Ran into a little bit of trouble early, and then I think two hits the rest of the way for him. Yeah, no, I mean he he just located well. Um, okay, well we played good defense, um, and, he, and he did did his job. Seventy five innings now. I mean he's he's. Yeah, I think he's third on the team um, in starts and innings um, and, and putting up some qual- quality starts. How have you seen him develop in that time? I think it's just get comfortable is the biggest thing. Um, you know, he, his his career is he's bounced around, um, and so he's gotten comfortable, and that leads to some confidence, and he's had success. Um, so those things all go go together, and now he's, he's pitching – Executing at a really high level because I think because of all three of those things. How nice was it to answer those guys? You know, they got two runs and then um, you know to kind of put together some runs yourself and then and then get the big home run. Yeah, I mean it's early in the game, so there's there's a lot of game left, and um, um, you know William Hill was you know when he get our chances were when he kind of he had a couple innings where he struggled throwing strikes the other innings he was the curveball was really good um, and then the innings that he kind of just didn't feel like he had command of it he got behind in the count and those are the innings that uh, you know we put together some rallies
Did you almost kind of catch a, a weird break there in the Contreras at bat. Looked like he took four balls, and then I don't. I mean, you don't. I don't know. Did he? I don't know. Yeah, four out of the zone, and then okay. could count out of it. Mm-hmm. But he's shown he's how potent he can be. <coughs> I think we made a deal early. There wasn't. He waited for the homer a little bit, William. Um, yeah, I mean, William's having a really nice season. I mean, he, he's having an excellent season. Um, our catchers in general are having excellent seasons. And um, William's, you know, is the offensive player uh, combined with the defensive player that we were hoping we could get. Um, and we're lucky to have him. You guys have probably the best leadoff hitter in baseball right now in Christian. But the way that Andrew stepped into that role today, what would you make of his yeah, he had a nice game. I mean, he's on base three times. Um, huge hit at the end. Um, so he, he, you know, he's played it sparingly, but he's he's doing he's doing a really good job. I mean, we, I, I feel, you know, our this series, our role players, Tapia, really good series, excellent series. Monastero today steps up and, and has a really good series. So um, important to get contributions, and that's that's why we're scoring some runs right now. Scoring some runs, and you score to beat the team. And again, that four-run magic number, that's all they ever ask for. Let's get to some highlights. That's up next here on Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. Rich Hill versus Colin Ray in the finale in Pittsburgh. Rubber game as well. However, Ray spotted a two-run lead for the Pirates after a two-run homer from Nick Gonzalez. Don't worry, the quickest way to erase it, have William Contreras come to the plate with two on. Hill brings home the pitch, and it's a high fly ball, deep left center field. Reynolds racing back at the track. Bye-bye baseball! William Contreras with a three-run shot, and the Brewers on top three to two. Lane Grindle on the call, a 3-2 lead that they would not relinquish in this game, thanks in part to some great timely pitching. Colin Ray was great, including a clutch out to get Andrew McCutcheon. First one from Ray. Ground ball hit to short. Adamas fields near the bag, throws in time, and McCutcheon is retired. Colin Ray pitches around an error and a walk. The Pirates strand a pair on. Left two on, you knew that was going to be no big deal. And how about some more defensive help this time from Adamas with the backhand? One-two pitch. Ground ball deep in the hole at short. Backhanded by Adamas. Long throw. Skips on a hop to Owen Miller who stretches. And they got him. Oh, a fantastic play by Adamas. A great stretch on the back end of the play by Miller. And the Brewers aren't above some chaos to get some insurance run. They're still leading 3-2 as we enter the eighth inning and enter Bryce Terrain. Swing and a tapper, third base side. Baraki Fields throws to first, and it's down the right field line. A run scores. Here comes Anderson towards the plate. The throw home is not in time. Terang trying to get to second, and he is out at second base. The Brewers get two huge insurance runs. And how about for good measure, one more piece of insurance, this guy from the new leadoff guy, Andrew Monasterio. Pitch from Baraki. Line drive down the left field line, fair. Weimer will come around and score. Monasterio headed towards second base. He's there with an RBI double. Insurance indeed. It is 6-3 Brewers. And that would be the final score today. The Brewers take the rubber match from the Pirates. They go 7-3 on the road trip, and they're coming back home winners of four of their last five series. Great stuff. We've got some all-star news. Stay with us as we wrap up the program after this. 
Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. All right, all-star news here in the final minute and a half of the program. Uh, We will learn about the reserve players as far as position players here by the top of the hour, but we're out of time here on the program. We have learned about the pitchers. Devin Williams, the airbender, to his second straight All-Star game. Very well-deserved. Congratulations to Devin going back to the All-Star game, this time in Seattle this year. So we'll know in a few minutes whether or not Christian Yelich will be joining him, wishing him nothing but the best. That would be quite an honor and uh, put a cap on what has been a great first half from Christian Yelich this season. So congrats to Devin, congrats to his family, congrats to everybody in his camp and to the Brewers for having a homegrown all-star in Devin Williams for the second consecutive year. That show is happening right now on ESPN if you want to click over as soon as uh, we're done here on WTMJ. And a reminder of the programming note, no post-game shows tomorrow or Tuesday given their day games. Enjoy the holiday, y'all. Go out to the ballpark. Have Bob Euchre on the radio if you're on the lake and uh, enjoy some beautiful, beautiful days for baseball, hopefully, here in Milwaukee. And uh, looking forward to a seven-game homestand to close out the first half. Man, this season has flown by out of nowhere. It feels like I was at spring training yesterday with you all. So really appreciate everybody who's tuned in this week. I'll be back with you on Wednesday night as we'll recap the Cubs and the Brewers in that one. My thanks to Craig Kishan for joining us as always. Also a big thank you to Evan Wittalison, our producer, and all our producers this weekend with all the rain delay theater. I'm Dom Catronio. Brewers win. Coming back home. Until then, keep on swinging.